Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Bring spread it back at it again, breaking down each and every league here on 97.3 The Fan for San Diego High School football. Of course, we're going to have our high school football show starting on August 15th. That is this Thursday. It's going to be from 9 to 11 through the entire football season. Um, this week, we don't have to compete with the uh, NFL, but after the NFL starts up, we're going to go right after Thursday night football, 9 to 11. Myself with Coach John Quintero will have many guests like John Matthew. I'm going to bring in just a second, as well as coaches. We'll have players on. It's going to be a fun time. Thursday nights get you ready for Friday night lights uh, the next day. And then, of course, 97 Through the Fan is committed to high school football here in San Diego. We're going to be broadcasting a sing every a game each and every week starting with week one on August 23rd through the end of the CIF uh, playoffs we might get to state playoffs we might not it depends uh, how we how we do um, on the air and how you guys do on the field as well our first game Poway and Granite Hills from Poway High School that will be next uh, Friday night so if you're going from game to game you want to tune in 97 through the fan radio.com app uh, tune into the online stream of uh, the game as uh, we get ready to talk to uh, Nehemiah Brunson the head coach of Army Navy uh, coach Brunson how you doing this afternoon I'm well I'm well thank you uh, so coach Brunson uh, coaching at Army Navy coming in this year um, first of all how's camp going so far for you and how are your boys looking you know what camp is going extremely well you know um, we just got back uh, on the 5th of August, you know, with a long summer break. So, you know, we were eager. The boys have come into camp eager and willing to work. So that's the best part about it. What kind of challenges uh, do you have to face each and every year, you know, coaching at a small school in terms of numbers and, and, and trying to get, uh, you know, the best product on the field that you can when knowing that, you know, you were kind of uh, hampered with the, like maybe some of the talent you have compared to, you know, some of the larger schools? You know, our biggest problem we have every year is, you know, we never know what's truly going to come back until we see them at registration uh, the first Monday in August um, with no, you know, no training camp, no off-season, no seven-on-seven. Everything we do is, you know, we'll email the boys through Huddle and kind of evaluate who's watching film and who's not. That kind of tells us who's at least still with us. But, um that's our biggest struggle is not knowing what we're going to have until August 5th. A guy can say he's coming back, but until we see him on campus, we never truly know if he's going to be returning or not. You might this is John. Hey, do you, do you do a lot of, you know, try to cram a lot of stuff into spring? Cause I know you're, you're sharing a lot of athletes and, and do you, do you give them homework during the summer? Yeah. Like you said, you know, huddle and, you know, and, and try to make sure that they, at least their brains are in shape. Yes, yes, sir. We uh, we actually, in spring, what we try and do, because we get out of school the Friday uh, before Memorial Day, what we do is we try and do as much as we can in that uh, 
two and a half weeks before we leave. You know, it, lately it's been pretty hard with our baseball team making playoffs, and we have two or three guys that are baseball players. You know, our starting quarterback last year was our best pitcher on the baseball team. So, you know, we rarely got to see him because, you know, he was always getting therapy. Um, but we, you know, we send them homework assignments. We try and one of the biggest assignments I've been doing is I send the boys to, to uh, football camp. I say, hey, go to a football camp in the town you live in or the state you live in and send me a picture. That way I know you're doing something like that. So I get, you know, a 50-50 response on that one. Most of the boys, you know, do it. Some don't. Um, and that's how we go from there. I get you. I, I imagine you can tell right away, you know, in the, the first day or two of, uh, of, of fall ball, who who did uh, who did some conditioning during the during the summer? Oh yes, oh yes, and it's it's funny because this year it looks like my linemen were actually working out a lot more uh, than my skill guys. I got a couple of linemen that have dropped twenty thirty pounds, asking coach, "Can I catch a pass or can I run the ball?" Uh, Coach uh, Nehemiah Brunson joining us uh, today on the uh, Pacific League uh, breakdown. Braden Sprint alongside John Maffey. Coach Brunson, uh, describe for us the people that haven't been able to go up to an Army-Navy football game. Uh, I've heard it's a great little atmosphere. It's a beautiful school. I've seen the school a handful of times. Uh, but what is it like? Uh, you guys kind of play in the day a majority of the time. But what, what's it like uh, You know, coaching at a school like Army-Navy? No, actually, you know... Uh... So most people believe we play at 7 o'clock on Friday night. We have a, a lighted field uh, right maybe two blocks away from the beach. So we'll get a nice little, you know, uh, glow, a nice little sundown uh, with the lights on. It's, it's gorgeous facilities. Um, we get a, What we do is I send my boys out throughout the town, through the neighborhood, uh, inviting the neighbors. You know, we'll do that like the week before. And they'll invite, you know, the, the neighbors come on down to a game. It's on us, and we're willing to pay for the neighbors to come and watch a game. Nima, I I, I agree. I mean, the the facility you guys have there now with the with the new new football field and the new gym and the facilities inside the gym, uh, you know, it, it it's really you know it's really a classy school now and. Uh, you know, and I, I think you know the kids kids should take a lot of pride in that, and and hopefully they do. Oh, yes, sir. Our boys take a, a big pride in it. I'm, I'm sure most people see them walking around campus on it. I mean, I mean, I brag to people that I coach at Army-Navy. It's a different type of school. It's a great school. And, I mean, I really enjoy it. And I really cherish the chance to teach these young men, you know, about athletics and teaching them in classrooms as well. Uh, last thing, uh, Coach Brunson, as as we uh, you know wrap this interview up, uh, you know, first of all, give us give us some names uh, of some of the athletes on your team that are that are going to be impact players for Army Navy. And the second thing, uh, you know, kind of kind of take us through a, a little bit of your non league schedule and and, and why you kind of pick some of those games. I, I see Orange Glen on the list. I see Mountain Empire. Uh, you open up with Claremont. It's going to be a nice little fun schedule for you guys uh, before you get to Pacific uh, League play. Oh, yes, sir. A um, couple kids for us. Um, Andrew Davis, the returning all-leaguer on the uh, offensive side of the ball on the O-line. Um, stud kid from Washington area. Already knows where he wants to go to college. He's going to go to a small school. He's probably going to end up at Chapman uh, University after graduation. Um, Isaiah Tangatau, um, a small D-tackle. Um, great kid. Uh, another local kid from the Oceanside area. 
Uh, Drake Fialco, who is from La Jolla area, uh, starting a linebacker two years in a row. Um, we have two QBs battling it out, Sam Cushman and um, Caleb Clark. Um, both got saw the field last year. Um, it's been a great battle with those two. Um, with those guys, you know, hopefully we can compete. Um, with our schedule, what I like to do is I like to get our kids and I like to get them to see different types of areas. So, you know, we're playing, you know, Claremont to open up the, the season. I feel it's a good, you know, game for us. They're, you know, a Division Five team, but they're, you know, traditionally a, a bigger school. So it's a good test for us. Um, we're going to go out to Mount Empire, which is a good, you know, uh, non-league game to start the season. Um, we're going to play Excelsior Charter, which is out of Victorville. Uh, we'll play Orange Glen, defending, you know, five champions. Now they're up in the Division Four. Um, we played them pretty tough last year, lost 19-7. to I mean, it was a great game. Um, hopefully we can keep it competitive this year with, the, you know, all the returners they have. Um, but, you know, we just love to compete. You know, we don't, we don't mind playing teams. Um, we love to get after it. And that's one thing, you know, you'll see with us on the football field is, you know, we, we play for each other and, you know, we'll, we'll play till the clock says zero, zero on it. Coach Brunson, thanks again for the time today. We look forward to, you know, following Army-Navy throughout their entire season. Hopefully we can get you on our uh, high school football show uh, from 9 to 11 on Thursday nights with Coach John Cantera. We look forward to talking to you uh, later on in the season. Yeah, thank you, sir. Thank you for having me. I would love to do it. Just let me know. As we continue to preview the Pacific League, as we go through all the San Diego High School football leagues, John Maffey alongside Brain Sprint, we now bring in the head coach of La Jolla Country Day. His name is Tyler Hales. Coach Hales, how are you doing this afternoon? I'm doing fantastic. How are you guys? Uh, we're doing fantastic as well, getting ready for fire uh, for Friday Night Lights. We're getting fired up for some football. It's that time of year again. Uh, La Jolla Country Day, what do you guys, how's camp going so far? What do you, got, what do you like and what are you expecting for this season? Uh, it's been a great start. Uh, we've got a fantastic group of seniors that are um, really fired up and hungry. Uh, those two are winning ways after a tough, uh, tough season last year. So, you know, they, they came into um, – well, they, they had a great offseason, um, and they came into the fall camp ready to, ready to lead and, and fire up their teammates. Um, so I think start, starting with our senior group, I feel really great coming down. We got a lot of guys back from last season. Um, a few kids who, who uh, came out this year for the first time or they haven't played in a couple of years. So uh, our numbers are better. We've got a bunch of, a bunch of older guys better to you know, compete and then uh, win some games for us. Tyler, this, this is John Maffey. Is is that a big thing for you to, to, to recruit your own campus to get uh, to get your numbers up? I imagine you can, you can walk around and, and look at a kid and go, boy, he's pretty athletic. You know, son, are you playing anything? Come on out for football. Is that is that a key? <laughs> Uh, 100%. Yeah. So it starts, you know, um, I teach eighth grade, and so that's a great kind of uh, launching point where I'm telling our eighth graders often about getting them out and talking to their families about the benefits of playing uh, football, playing football the whole country day. Um, and then, yeah, we have a lot of great athletes at country day, and we really value all these sport athletes here. And so, you know, the guys who may play one sport, baseball, lacrosse, basketball, we, we want to bring those guys on the football team. And, um, you know, as much as I try to get those guys out, really bottom line is um, our seniors, guys coming back this year, really did an awesome job recruiting their their friends and buddies. Um, in fact, a couple of our guys, a couple of our captains put together multiple PowerPoints to 
help sell the program, help the guys out to, to play, and you know, remind them how much fun it is to be with their buddies. And so, yeah, that that is uh, you know, obviously we'll get to come into the school each year, but um, I want to tap our, our resources that we have on campus, and I think we did a pretty good job of that this off season, and um, all these guys are great additions so far. According to um, you know Cal Preps uh, that sends out the questionnaire for all you guys uh, to fill out and send back, uh, you got 14 of your 22 starters coming back. I know you're talking about a lot of your seniors. Uh, what has the progression been uh, for that class going into their senior year or your athletes um, that are coming back, the progression they made over the offseason, and uh, how much better they're going to be uh, coming into uh, the 2019 season? Um, I think there's a couple things. So first off, these seniors, a lot of them are on our 2016 um, state finals team. Team that won the Division Four CAF and the California Regional Game, and I lost by three points in the climates. And so they, those, a lot of those guys got a taste that their freshman year, um, see kind of how far we can go and what it takes to get there. Uh, they had fantastic senior leaders that season, and so that that's a big motivating factor. Guys want to get back to that level. And, and are committed to, to getting us back to that level. Um, so that, that's a big part. Uh, the other thing is we had a lot of guys one of the Wolves last year that, to be honest, probably weren't ready uh, to compete at the, the level they were competing at. And so I was really proud. I think our program grew a ton last year by taking some lumps. Um, and we had guys that showed how committed they were and how important football was, how important this, this program was to them. And so from that, Guys who maybe weren't expected to start going into last year had a ton of experience. And so now we, we come back with all these guys back, younger guys who grew a lot, uh, you know, physically and, and, and as ball players. Um, so now they're just that much ready to compete and they know what it takes for, um, you know, to the offseason. Um, and then in terms of teaching our, our, our uh, offense team, these guys are way more familiar with it. Um, <clears throat> so that's huge. Tell do you do you have the personnel to to run what what you want to run? I know you you know you have been you know a team that that likes to put the ball in the air. Do you do you have the people to do that? Uh, yeah, you know um, we actually have all our starting receivers back. Um, uh, we have actually um, potentially one of the best lines that we've maybe ever, even ever had since I've been here. Um, to be you know, the quarterback. Uh, offense coordinator Carmen is there is a, is a magician with the offense. He does a great job evaluating who we have, what the strengths are of our guys, getting the ball in the playmakers' hands. Uh, uh, Nick Alvarez is returning thousand yard receiver as a running back. Uh, we've got you know, a couple quarterbacks who are competing that have both started first season. Uh, Philip Cooding started last season as a sophomore, uh, really competed for us. And then uh, EJ Kreutzman, who started his sophomore year, has come back out your year uh, that post in baseball last year. And, uh, that's been huge for us. Those guys competing really hard. Uh, makes you kind of ramp up everything in practice that much more. So, offensively, you know, we, we are who we are, and then we feel like we've got personnel that can um, we're gonna take advantage of based on different packages based on who we have. Uh, defensively, we've changed our team up a little bit. We have a new defensive coordinator, uh, Martin Mays, who he's uh, coached at the college level and you know, I've talked for about five years about trying to get him here. And uh, he's already hit the ground running and, and uh, pretty pretty fired up how the defense flies around. 
John Maffey alongside uh, Braden Suprenant right here. We're previewing the uh, Pacific League and uh, San Diego High School football, joined by Tyler Hales of La Jolla Country Day. Tyler, uh, last thing I leave you with here, we're kind of going through your schedule a little bit. You know, it's preseason, so we always like to break down schedules. Uh, you got a nice uh, rivalry game with Bishops later on in the year, of course. You open up with Chula Vista. Uh, you also play a team from Mexico as well. Um, you know, a lot, of, a lot of good games mixed in there. Uh, I want to learn a little bit more about this uh, team from Mexico you guys are going to play against and then I want to know about uh, a little bit about the rivalry against Bishops okay um yeah so the we we lost our week two game we had gone to Anaheim to play a team last year and unfortunately they weren't able to come down <laughs> so uh finding finding game still schedule can be a, a pretty challenging task and uh, luckily uh kind of a representative from that school who works at that school reached out to us about playing and then uh, this school has come out. They've come out almost every year. Like they play different teams in San Diego, and I look they'd be a good matchup. <clears throat> I believe they played Bishops last year, um, and so yeah, we don't know a ton about them, but sounds like a bigger school. Uh, some guys are ready to compete. Uh, yeah, it should be it should be a fun fun experience for our boys. Um, and then talking about you know Bishops, Thompson, and <clears throat> Francis Parker as well. We we didn't play last year but we played them at the end of the year um those two schools are always a big big rivalry game you know in all sports for us and so um obviously bishops has had a ton of success um over the last number of years uh they've got some real talented ball players there and you know we felt we competed with them pretty well last year kind of things just uh handle plays kind of turned us the wrong way but yeah that's definitely a game that you cannot have um sort of your schedule. Um park there at the end. Uh it's a game that you know like know each other on each team and there's no people on each team. So um yeah, those are big games and we try not to take each game bigger than the next. Uh really it's for us we got great focus out of our seniors that they're really just determined to take each week at a time and, and worry about that that component. Coach Hales, thanks for joining us again today. I'll let you go. Uh, enjoy the rest of uh, you know fall camp before we uh, get ready for scrimmages. And of course, um, you know the first week of the season, you guys open up with Chula Vista at home. It's going to be great following La Jolla Country Day the entire season uh, uh, right here on 97.3 The Fan. Coach Hales, thanks for joining us today. Thanks, Tyler. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate all you do. We're breaking down each and every league, like I said. Today's the first day, August 14th, that we're releasing our league previews. We're going to go two a day uh, for the next uh, couple days here as we go all the way to August 22nd, uh, the day before our first game. So the first day, Pacific League and Coastal League. Uh, we were talking with some of the coaches earlier. You heard them on the air. Nehemiah uh, Brunson. You heard um, Tyler H- uh, Hales of La Jolla Country Day. Uh, you also heard John Maffey. John, joining us again on the podcast as the analyst breaking things down. Uh, how's it going for you today? Good. Very good. Uh, let's get to it. Uh, we're talking with Army Navy's coach. We're talking with uh, La Jolla Country Day's coach as well. So let's get to this league. Those are two of the four, five teams that are in this league. The other four teams, or the other three teams, rather, Francis Parker, La Jolla Country Day, Maranatha Christian, uh, round up, um, or, I mean, sorry, Escondido Charter, not La Jolla Country Day, uh, round up this league. Looking at this league, a lot of small schools. What's the school name that jumps out to you the most? I, th- I think, you know, Parker is a school that uh... – that I think has a chance to, to to do some damage in this league. I, it's a school that, uh, you know, was very good for a while. 
kind of lost its lost its identity, uh, and there was talk about maybe them dropping football, dropping down to eight man. But I think they've got 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 it back, and I think they're poised for a pretty good season. They got to replace Sanborn, go to Stanford, yeah. uh, top uh, kicker punter. But he also played quarterback, and he looked like a man playing with yes. most of his team that he was playing with. They did go eleven and two, um, but and they have a lot of guys coming back. But he's not coming back, and that's a big factor. Uh, the other name that pumps out to me a little bit here, I like Army Navy a little bit. I don't think they're going to win their league. I think they'll win a couple games. I do, I, I like what Coach Brunson's doing up there at Army Navy, uh, talking with him. That was a, what a great conversation it was. Yes, uh, talking with Coach Brunson and, and, and the challenges he has to face that no other coach has to face in San Diego County um, in terms of enrollment, in terms of who you guys are going to get. You're not going to. You can't do summer league. You can't do. Uh, you can barely do spring football because of other sports. Uh, in the summer, all the kids go back to their normal homes all over the country, mm-hmm. all over the different parts of the state. Uh, not a lot of local kids uh, playing at that school, and he does a great job of, of, of trying to maintain that, get the guys ready. Um, how difficult would it be for all these coaches to come into the season? With no spring ball, with no summer workouts, with no seven on seven, and all of a sudden August first rolls around, you got two weeks. Let's get it. Oh, I mean, could you could you imagine, you know, Cathedral, Torrey Pines, Mission Hills, Lacosta Canyon, East Lake, Helix, Madison, without a summer program, without without seeing their kids. You on, saw Cathedral yeah. last year without a scrimmage. Yes, and they looked yeah. ten times worse than they did the rest of the season. Yeah, absolutely, and 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 to Sean Doyle's credit, he said that was. Uh, that was his mistake. You know, the maybe one of the bigger mistakes in his coaching career was, uh, I think somebody pulled a plug on a on a, on a scrimmage that he had scheduled. He was, was invited the, up it to was rem- Mission Hills and in, in Point Loma. Things right. kind of fell uh, apart, and right. then he could have gone some other place. He could have gone. Then, a, uh, yeah, he was invited like, at up this to, point. I think we'll, we'll, we'll just, it was too late. Right, and now you don't have a scrimmage. And then week one, uh, they score like one touchdown. Right, and they they looked like they hadn't scrimmaged, mm-hmm. like they hadn't played anybody, and so. I mean that's a that's a great example of you know you you need you need that extra you know and people go ah seven on seven it's you know, it's it's not that good but it shows you who will compete it shows you who's athletic and and you know and the competing part uh, if you're good the the fifth game on a on a day where it's 105 down at Southwestern College uh, you know who's got check time you know, at that point exactly who's going to step up. We there's pros and cons to, to seven on seven. I'm on you know both sides there. It's it's you know as a coach when I've coached and when I when I coach and I, my philosophy in seven on seven is I don't really care about the end result of the game. I care more about how my kids did. I care right. about more the adversity they go through. I care about more how are they playing with tired legs when we get to game five and we're up in Ramona and it's hotter than uh, you know what up yeah. there. Um, those are the benefits. In terms of like trying to gimmick my way to win it, I mean, I've seen tons yeah. of coaches. They're they're running, uh, you know, doubles bunch. They're wearing they're running doubles on both sides, but they're lined up where the guards and the tackles are, and then yes. they run crossing routes. You're like, oh, it's open. It's like that yeah. will never happen never in happen. a game. It's yeah. just not the yeah. same. Um, and, and then people get all upset when you talk poorly on seven on seven during the club season. That that's starting to blossom and yes. stuff. You know what? That's great. Go play your seven on seven. It's great. I think it's great work for a lot of the kids. Um, but where I draw the line is it's not real football. And you can't say, well, we're doing I don't really care. It's just not the same. 
Yeah. Like, what you're running up there is great. That's fun. That's awesome. That, it's very athletic. You have to do it. It's going to be tough. And I'm not saying if you do seven on seven, you can't play real football. It's apples and oranges. You're, you're not comparing oh, no, the yeah. same two things. Yeah. Um, and we can have an argument on seven on seven forever. Yeah. And I'm sure uh, when Chris Smith joins us um, to break down the city league schools uh, later this week, or when you start hearing those as well, uh, he's very passionate about. He's a big seven on seven component guy. He's very he's very much for seven on seven. I'm a fence guy. I'm, I'm on the. Yeah. I, I see the benefits of it. I also see like some of the coaches going, I, the technique they're taught is not the same. I'm gonna t- it's different when you yeah. throw in a line. It's different. I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go on. Well, I, if, I, you, I, I and if, if you're the if you're a coach, it, a seven on seven is what you get out of it is what you put in. If if you run if you run the same offense that you run and don't try to win, the, you know they don't they don't give you a trophy for seven on seven championship. Well, they yeah. they do, but you know who cares. But I want to run my stuff exactly, and and run it well, and and it tells me who's who will compete, who's athletic, who'll take charge, and maybe I have a captain in here. Maybe I've got a guy who who blossoms. There's a team that gets a lot of scrutiny with seven on sevens, Lincoln, right? Yes, they come in, they win all those seven on seven things, and then people go, "Well, we'll see what pads on." Here's my thing with Lincoln: they're still running their stuff. They run their it's stuff. It's not like they're not running their stuff. It's not like, yeah. all right, we're going to go spread for seven on seven, and then all of a sudden in the uh, in the fall we're running wing T. Like it doesn't yes. make any sense. What they do is what they do. They're very good at it. Yes. And then um, you know when you get to the regular season, things change and, and teams are are more prepared, what have you. But Lincoln, I don't knock Lincoln for dominating seven on seven because yes. that is what they. That's do. what they do. They are very good at running that offense. Yeah. They're really good at throwing the ball. They're really good at doing that. And you saw it last year. They went to they won a CIF championship game. Yes. They went to the state playoff game. Yes. They got guys that can compete. They got guys that can play. Um, and to tell me that like they're not going to be as good when they put pads on is is a, a ridiculousness. Yes. You're, if you're the Lincoln, Lincoln quarterback in the summer, might throw two thousand balls to his receivers. That's good and, work, and that's because that's and that's what they do. And the other thing too is, don't give me this that the team that lost in seven on seven is just the most physical team you've ever seen. If you put pads on, it changes the fact that yeah. you can't cover this guy. Because yeah. Lincoln kids can hit just as much as anybody else can. Yes. they got a line that usually can compete with anybody. They're one of the better teams in the league. Yeah, did they go through a ton of a rough stretch? That little tr- like uh, right before Hamamoto and David Dunn took over. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, school shut down. They had to redo the school, all that yeah. sort of stuff. Um, but we're not talking about Lincoln yet. We're going to talk about that with the Western <laughs> League. We're talking about the Coastal League or Pacific League. Sorry, we got off uh, track because of Army Navy and the challenges they have to face each and every year. Let's break down Army Navy. Uh, three and eight last year. Uh, no reported JV record. Although I don't really know if they have a JV team or not. I'm not really they, sure. Yeah, they do. They do. But again, it's another it, small it's, school. Right. All the kids that are numbers really good are down. At playing up. Numbers are down in, in football all around. Uh, they beat Escondido Charter last year. Those are their top win. Uh, they lost to Maranatha Christian Montgomery Mountain Empire uh, this season. They open up with Claremont. Claremont did not win a game last year. They're going to have a tough time. I see Army Navy beating them. They play Hamilton uh, according to Cal Preps. Ratings. They should beat them as well. Uh, they got to buy uh, after Mountain Empire. Uh, it's gonna be a tough, tough trip to go from Carlsbad to uh, you know the the out in uh, Alpine, basically far from Alpine. That, out, that's, out, out there. It's on a, the, on the, I, the I made stadium, that road trip that last stadium year. Stadium out there off Interstate Eight, right before you get to the desert, yeah. is uh, where they got to go. That's yes. pretty tough. Um, and then you get to league play. Uh, to me, league play, they're gonna go one and three. I don't think they're the worst team in their league. They're not the best team in their league. I, I, I got them going around four and six, maybe five and five. I, I, and I think that's pretty accurate. And, and I think Nia Brian Brunson is 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 a really good coach. And 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 he bring he's from Oceanside. He coached on the Oceanside staff, played there, coached. 
coach there. He brings a lot of the Oceanside toughness mentality to those kids, and and you know, and and, and some of their kids can be kind of soft. But uh, and I, but I tell you, they eat well there. Holy moly! That, the, <laughs> That's their, boarding their, school. Their, man. their chow hall is is the best. <laughs> Maffy's going up to cover Army Navy games just to eat in the chow. Just hall. because I get chow. Yeah, exactly, absolutely. Um, so I got to finish around fourth in the league. Moving on to Escondido Charter. Uh, this is a team that has struggled uh, since they um, started playing eleven man football. Um, you know, a couple of years ago, but one and seven last year. Uh, they beat Hamilton. That's not the Hamilton in Arizona. In Arizona. It's the uh, Hamilton from Anza, California. Um, they lost to Calipatria, Army, Navy, Southwest San Diego. They open up with a negative 57.6 rating. Um, I see another tough year for, for Escondido Charter. I got them going one and nine. I don't see them winning a league game. Uh, I know they got a new coach, though. We were talking yes. about this. The old Classical Academy coach is over there. Um, but just like any new coach that's very qualified, there's kind of a transition year. You're yeah. going to see it with Fallbrook. You're going to see it with San Marcos. You're going to see it, I think, with the Escondido Charter. And I, hopefully he starts turning it around over there. But I think this year um, the ceiling right now has got to be three wins. If you get three wins at oh, Escondido Charter right get, now, that's a great season. If they get three season. wins, John Goodman should be coach of the year. And 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 John was – I mean, John did a great job at uh, at Classical Academy. And he went over to Escondido Charter because his old coach, Denny Snyder, is the headmaster principal whatever title they get they that they, they give Denny there but Den, Denny's in charge and when Denny asked John to come over and get this football program on the right track uh John told me he said I just I couldn't I couldn't tell Denny no and and I think I, I agree with you 100% it's going to take him a year maybe two but he will he will get uh, he will get Escondido Charter back on the map. Uh, so as of right now, the transition year like Fallbrook, and, yes. and, and like a lot of the schools that uh, are you know kind of got the baseball mantra of uh, we're gonna we're gonna not be as good this year, and we're looking for 2020, 2021 yes. um, potentially to start to you know changing things around. Francis Parker, uh, we're talking a little bit about uh, them earlier when we were kind of previewing the entire league. 11-2 and two last year. The JV team went 2-4. and four. Uh, They split with Tri-City last year. Uh, they beat uh, Mon- Montgomery. They beat um, Maranatha as well. Entered with a negative 19.9 uh, rating, and then they got 13 of their 22 guys coming back um, this season. Biggest guy that's missing, though, is... Um, is Sanborn. He's going to Stanford. And not only, you're like, well, alright, you lost your kicker and your punter, but he was your quarterback last yes. year, and he was the biggest guy on the field. So that guy not coming back, I think, is a, a lot more of a factor than the fact that they have thirteen guys coming back. I still think they go seven and three, though. Yeah, I agree. And and I mean, Sanborn was you know he he was a man among boys, and you know, and he loved it there. It, it was and and I mean, he was a three sport guy. He played lacrosse, baseball, and football. And you know, and you don't do that unless you love where you're going to school. Exactly. And uh, you know, and a great kid. But you know, he'd take the center snap, and if if the play broke or something or take something off. happened, he'd just take off and run over a linebacker. Right. And you know, and they 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 aren't going to have that this year. But I still think they're very well coached, and and I think I I think they're they're poised for a good year. Seven. I could see them seven and three, eight and two. They got a very favorable schedule. I mean, the losses I have for them: Santa Fe Christian. Yes. Is usually going to be better. Yeah. I, I think they're going to be better. Uh, Bishops with their quarterbacks going to be better. Yes. And then they play Menlo Atherton. 
who yeah. we saw in the state championship play. Like they're they're good. Yes. Up there. I mean that's that's a game that like if Lincoln scheduled again or San Diego High or, or one of the bigger schools scheduled, it'd be tough for them to win that game. Yes. Let alone a team like Francis Parker without Sanborn. Uh, that's an interesting schedule for them, and they're going up there. Too. They're going up wow, north that's, uh, uh, yeah. for that. So um, seven and three, I think. I think is a pretty good year for Francis Parker. Uh, basement. What do you think? Four, five and five. Yes, I could see. I, I, I think they're going to be. If, if the, if, if the wheels, them. if the wheels come off, if the five wheels and five, come off, nothing. Yeah. Comes, they're yeah. still five and five. Yeah, a couple I of mean, key injuries. Yes. Yeah. So they uh, a lot better from two years ago when they were tough. Yes. Tough season yes. uh, for Francis Parker. Uh, moving on, uh, we just talked with Tyler Hales of La Jolla Country Day. They're going to have to try to have a bounce-back season. A lot of guys returning, 14 of the 22. He liked the way his his kids, especially his seniors, some senior leadership, the guys that were on the 2016 state-bound championship, or championship run um, over that La Jolla Country Day. They got a taste of it. They want it back. I've seen this before. I saw it last year with Cathedral's team. Because two years before, like so, three years ago, when they went to the state championship game and they won it over St. Mary's, that sophomore class was my brother's class. They went through their junior year a miserable season, five and seven, lost to Carlsbad in the playoffs. They couldn't beat anybody. Uh, They they barely beat Mira Mesa, who wasn't good that year. Uh, They got smashed by a lot of teams, and then last year they go to a state championship game again. So it's kind of like. Look, we were there in 2016 as sophomores. We took our lumps as juniors. Maybe the senior class wasn't as good that year. This year we're coming back. They got the motivation. Look, we know how to get there. We know how to play at that level. Um, We didn't like getting our butts kicked all of last year. It's time to go get it. I can see them having a good season. I I think so. I I think, uh, you know, and and, uh, what Coach Hales was saying, too, that, they have a very good offensive line. That was that was the one thing that you know he's got a quarterback competition, which is really good. But the one thing he said that I, that jumped out to me was we have a very good offensive line. And what have we been saying? What have we been saying, we been saying whole, on these league previews? Yeah. If you got a good line, if you got you're a good have line. A good you got yeah, you've got especially down there. I, it, yes, I, I'm not saying uh, it's a low level of football, but it's it's small. It's usually smaller kids. Right. It's smaller teams um, for the small school, small private schools. And if you got linemen down there, oh my goodness. Yes, and if you have a good offensive line. At a small school, those kids are gonna—they're just gonna, you know, walk on the other side of the ball and play defense too. So, you know, if you have five guys, hopefully you have seven, and you have some kind of some kind of rotation. But you know, if you have a line on one side of the ball, you have a line on the other too. Absolutely, and, and honestly, going in before that interview we had with Tyler Hales, I was thinking five and five. Now I'm thinking five and five is their basement. I mean, they go worse than five and five. It is—it's an unsuccessful season. As much as it would be an improvement to two and eight yes. the year before, um, so I might have to rearrange this a little bit. They open up with Chula Vista. That should be a win for them. Uh, they play a team from Mexico at, that I can't gauge on how good they're going to be because Cal Preps doesn't include yes. international teams. Yeah. Um, I have no idea what football is like down in Mexico. I don't know at all. All I know is the San Diego All-Star team that went down to Mexico to play their All-Stars got smoked last year, but the year before they won. So I yeah. don't I don't I don't know what's going on with that. I don't know how they govern I, I don't there's too many question marks at that game. I have it as a win right now. Um I had them originally losing to the Classical Academy. I think I'm going to switch that now. Uh, Tri-City Christian, I think they could beat. Santa Fe Christian is going to be tough. They do play Bishop's Arrival. That's going to be tough for them as well. And Francis Parker. I, I think their ceiling right now is maybe 8-2. and two. If they can go 1-2 and two against Santa Fe Christian, Bishop's, and Francis Parker, it's going to be a very successful yes, season. Yes, I, I agree. And I, I think uh, 
You know, and again, it, you know, uh, the, the smaller schools if a key injury. If you can stay healthy, you got a chance. Right. Yeah. I, it's the thing. Uh, Francis Parker and um, Bishops and Santa Fe Christian could all lose their best guy in week one. Yes. And all of a sudden, La Jolla Country Day is playing with house money. Right. Um, so that's what you get with that. Uh, so Maranatha Christian, uh, they're coming in six and six from a year ago. They beat Castle Park, Crawford, Southwest San Diego last year with their top three wins, according to Cal Preps. Uh, they come in negative 34.5 rating. Um, for me, it's going to be about a 500 year for 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 Maranatha Christian. Maybe four and six, maybe six and four, but I think they're going to hover around uh, kind of the middle spot there. I think so, and and they're doing a nice job on their campus. There there there's a lot of construction on their campus and a lot of a lot of new facilities, and and I think uh, it's going to be a very attractive school. Uh, one you know once everything's done, it's 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 a it's in a beautiful area. It's right right across the street almost from from Del Norte. Uh, so I, I think, and they're doing what Del Norte is doing schedule wise, scheduling teams non-league that are very around their caliber, right? Kind of fifty-fifty games. Like we can win this game, we can lose this game, but it's going to be pretty much an evenly matched, right? Match. And I think I think that's smart, and I and I I think they you know they got a chance to you know, you know let's have a good season this year and build on that. Absolutely. Um, they did not report their returning starters or what their JV team did the year, a year ago. Open up with Coronado. Um, that's a team that's kind of like around their caliber. We know Coach Hines is going to have Coronado ready to go. Yes. I mean, he's already given motivational speeches right now <laughs> on social media and what have you. And I know he's tweeting out all these motivational things. He does a really good job over there, Coronado. Um, and then they play um, Crawford. Uh, Matt Marquez is now the new head coach over there okay. at Crawford. I know he's trying to turn things around over there as well, get them back to uh, you know their heyday as much as he can. Limited numbers, but I think that 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 coaching change I think will turn things around uh, for Crawford. So those might be two losses to start the gate for Maranatha Christian. They play Claremont. Claremont's going to be trying to buy a win this year. They're going to be trying yeah. really hard to try to get one. Um, so that might be a win for Maranatha Christian. They also play Southwest San Diego. Uh, predominantly not that great of a school uh, football team usually, uh, and then they play um, Orange Glen later in the year to wrap up their non-league schedule. Uh, again, a four and six, five and five, six and four. I think is their ceiling. Yeah, oh, six and four, definitely a definite ceiling. I could see them four and six, three and seven somewhere in there. Uh, breaking down the league as a whole, I'll give you my picks of who I think is going to win and go through, say yes or no, or, okay. or who you would repeat with, uh, like we did with the uh, Coastal League. Um, I think Francis Parker is uh, the favorite right now. I got them going 4-0 in league play. Yes. Uh, my second pick, um, despite me picking 5-5 five and five for La Jolla Country yeah. Day before the interview, I think I might change that now uh, to maybe a 6-4, 7-3. I still have them going 3-1. In yes, league play. I know. So I, I have agree. them coming in I, second I have place. Parker, Parker Country Day. And if they can beat Francis Parker, they I mean they got it. I mean that's that's the game. That's gonna be the uh, the league championship game, which is actually the last game of the year. So on August on uh, November eleven or November first, uh, La Jolla Country Day at Francis Parker will be the determining mm, yes. uh game for uh the uh, Pacific League championship. But then I got Maranatha Christian at two and two. Yes. And then I got Army Navy at one and three. Yes, and then I got Escondido to charter own four. Yes, pretty much the same page for the last uh, last yeah. we broke down. I agree, and I, I you know the, the Maranatha and Army Navy could flip flop, but yep. I think uh, that that three four is open for debate. But uh, I, I you know, otherwise I, I agree hundred percent. I you can make the argument that one and two can flip flop. Yes. So Francis Park and Loyola are the best two teams. Right. Then there's separation. Right. 
Then and it's Army, Navy, and Mar- Maranatha that can flip it three and four, and then yes. I think Escondido Charter is going to round it yeah. up. Um, and Escondido Charter is going to be one of those teams that's going to have to try to buy a win. Yeah. And season. I think Charter will be so well coached, they might jump up and bite somebody, but maybe not this year. They might be able to. Yeah. Uh, if you got coaching and you don't have a lot of talent, you can at least get a couple wins in. Yes. If you got talent and you don't have coaching, you can at least get a couple wins in. If you don't have yeah. coaching or talent, or talent it's going to be a miserable deep, deep dog season yeah. uh, for high school football. But that is our Pacific League uh, breakdown as we break down all the leagues here in San Diego County. Thanks for John Matthew for joining us. He'll be joining us uh, later on the week for uh, the uh, breakdown of the Valley League. We'll have the Palomar League, of course, next week as well. Uh, listen to that on all our podcasts. We'll have them posted on social media 97 through the fan sd.com and of course on um, itunes and any other place that we have our podcast posted for john matthew i'm brain soprano thanks for tuning in make sure to tune in our high school football show each and every thursday starting on august 15th from 9 to 11 coach john Quintero and myself break down the action that's going to happen the next day on friday as we get ready for high school football here in san diego we will also be carrying 14 games of the high school football season starting with Poway and Granite Hills week one on August 23rd. Hopefully you guys tune into that. So for John Maffey, I'm Brain Sprint. Thanks for joining us on the podcast and we'll see you guys next time. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.